Hello, and welcome to the lonely episode of the Super Special Grown-Up Podcast. My name is Ing, or Ingrid, or Miss Ing. This is a podcast that usually has two people, Miss Rebecca. But Miss Rebecca is off this week, taking well-deserved time of rest. And so it's a lonely episode, and it's only half as entertaining. But we will do our best to get through it together. Those of you who are still listening, I thank you. The views and advice expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views and advice of the Shaler North Hills Library. And today they don't even reflect the views and advice of Rebecca because she's not here. Last week, my friends, we asked if you had any needs for advice, guidance, if there was something troubling you or, or your family or friends. We wanted you to feel free to email us or call us or text us or send us a telegram with that question. And the response has been overwhelming. It's been overwhelming. Now, I uh, did not open any of these because I wanted it to be off-the-cuff advice, um, although extremely well thought out, though, as much as off-the-cuff advice can be. And I did that, and I opened the first question, and I had to restart the podcast because this is a tough question, and I just babbled on and on, much like I'm doing now. The first question is this. Everybody seems to give gift cards these days. I recently received a gift card and discovered that there was a zero balance. Should I tell the person who gave me the card? What should I do? Now, I don't want to be indiscreet, but I, I think I know who sent this question in, and so I won't mention her name. Uh, and I, I, think, I think I am the person who gave this person the gift card. And I'm very embarrassed, but I'm glad that you told me in, in this way. Um, I'm glad that you told me. This was a nice way of letting me know that I gave you a gift card that didn't have anything attached to it because now I can make it right. And I am very sorry about that. So if you have a close relationship with the person who gave you the gift card and you feel comfortable telling them that and you know they would want to know, I would tell them. I would tell them. However, how? Ever, there are some other things to consider. For example, say that the gift card that you received from someone was for a place that you were probably never going to go. Say you live here in Pittsburgh and someone gave you a gift card to Kroger's, which I, I love Kroger's. I'm sorry that Kroger's isn't here. But, uh, Say that somebody gave you a gift card to Kroger and they kind of knew that you're probably not going to Kroger, right? But they didn't have any money. They were having a tough time. And so they had this old Kroger gift card that they knew that they'd already used and spent down to zero on their last trip to Salt Lake City. And so they figured, I don't want to go empty-handed, but I don't have any money. And she's never going to find out that the Kroger gift card 
has nothing on it because I bought blueberries and peaches with it last July. But then you ended up going to Kroger because you went on vacation. Or maybe you wanted to buy something from Kroger.com, which this person didn't even consider that. That could be trouble. They might be embarrassed. So if the gift card, and maybe they meant well, you know, they meant well. They, they wanted to express that they care, that they care by giving you a gift card where the closest Kroger, I think, is in Cincinnati. I'm not sure. But if it is a gift card for a place that you probably think that the giver thought you'd never go to and you'd never find out that it's zero balance, I wouldn't say anything. Because it could just be awkward, okay? If it is a gift card that obviously looks like it has a little wear and tear, like the little thing is scratched off on the back or something like that, you can obviously tell that this person had the gift card floating around at home and didn't, for whatever reason, didn't put a lot of extra care into um, disguising a used gift card. I wouldn't say anything either. If this looks like a brandy new gift card right out of the store, I I would say something. I would say, look, I just it's no big deal because it's a thought that counts, right? And if you feel comfortable, I would do that. If you don't know this person well enough to know their reaction to being told that their gift card has a zero balance, then I wouldn't say anything. I think in every decision that we make in dealing with other people, I think there are two things to consider, okay? I think when we interact with people in life, we want to guard their dignity and save their pride. And I know that comes from a song, but but I really feel that those two things, I try to do that, but if you can successfully tell them about this gift card and guard their dignity and protect their pride, then I would do it. Like for me, Miss Jill, you telling me that the last gift card I gave you had zero balance on it, I'm glad that you did because you, you upheld my, my dignity with that because you knew I could take it and you're like, okay, I'm just going to tell her that that gift card to Kroger, no, it wasn't to Kroger, um, that that gift card was empty because she'd want to know. So thank you for telling me that. But yeah, so I think those are good rules. Guard each one's dignity, save each one's pride. Yeah, so that that's my advice. That That's the first question. And now we're going to take a little break, and I will come back with our second question on the Super Special Grown-Up Podcast. And we're back. No, that's Miss Rebecca who says that, and she says it so well. And we're not back because it's just me. It's just me. Miss Rebecca is on vacation. She's taking some time off, and we miss her. But she'll be back Wednesday, and she'll certainly be back next Monday. This next question, this next bit of advice, is one that I do get asked a lot, and I didn't even have to think about the answer. The question is, should I tip a tour guide, like at an historical site? 
And my answer to should I tip or should I not tip is always a resounding yes. It always is. I think that if, I think if you can, if you can, if you're engaging in something like going on a tour, if you're engaging in something like spending a night in a, in a hotel or motel, you tip the housekeeping, I, I just do. I just do. Um, I think that people in the service industry work really hard. I think that, uh, and, and I know we don't always have the means to do, to do that kind of thing, but if you do, if you have the means, uh, I would say tip the tour guide. And I would say um, the 20% rule is, is good for that. So if the tour costs you, um, oh gosh, now I got to do math. But if the tour costs you $10 for the tour, you would tip one twenty. You'd tip you'd tip two dollars if the tour cost you twenty dollars. You'd tip four dollars. So yeah, twenty twenty percent tip. I think that's what I think. And we can roll right into question three because I'm trying to keep this podcast fairly short because it's half the fun without with just me. Oh, since I'm a librarian, okay. Since you are a librarian, what do I do if my four-year-old daughter only wants books that are pink? We have tried so hard to be gender neutral in our house. What has happened? I am sick of princess stories. This is a good question. This is a good question, and it reminds me of a lot of things. Uh, one thing that it reminds me of, what do I do if my four-year-old daughter only wants books that are pink? Here's the thing. First of all, about any kind of parenting advice, I think that parents, I think you have the hardest job in the world, the most blessed job, most wonderful job. But I think that I have incredible respect for parents and, and caregivers. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways to define a parent. So I do not envy the challenges that you face um, from society and the challenges that you face just in life, but I am in awe of you and applaud what you do. Um, if your four-year-old daughter only wants books that are pink, well, I think that and then the, the question is, is deeper, I think. Uh, we have tried so hard to be gender neutral in our house. What has happened? So there's two questions. And I don't know what has happened, but I do want to relate a story that, if you know me, you probably heard me tell this a thousand times. But I have a friend who is a pastor, and he is kind of a hippie sort of pastor. He's... Um, um, very much supportive of the peace movement. Um, he, if he had been of around in the draft time, um, he would have been a conscientious objector. Um, he he believes in peace in every kind of thing. And so when he had a, I mean, he had children uh, with his daughter and his son. There was a rule: there weren't going to be any toy guns in the house. And with his daughter, that was not a problem. No big deal. She didn't think about a gun. She didn't want a gun, whatever. 
As soon as his son was about two, uh, he began making guns with his hands, making guns with bananas, making guns with sticks. It was guns, 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 guns all the time. And so uh, what what was that? There, it wasn't a gun culture kind of thing. It was just, was it just something, how much is uh, nature and how much is nurture? And and does that is that tied into boys and girls? I mean, he was two, so he wasn't, uh, and he wasn't in daycare or anything like that. So there wasn't those kinds of influences. And then at one point, he was in the church. Now he was already in preschool by then, and with friends, obviously. But he was about four, and he was playing around in the basement of the church where his father was a pastor, with another pastor's uh, child who also was not allowed to have guns. Um, and the one little boy said to the other little boy, they were using their hands as guns, said, this gun is so powerful. When it shoots you, it kills you, and you go straight to hell. And so you can see the influence of uh, their, their father's um, work and vocations on their weapons of choice. So I don't know... How much is biological? How much is nurture? How much is nature? What makes certain children attracted to certain things and certain children disinterested in things? Um, your daughter wants only books that are pink. Boy, I can understand why you're sick of princess stories. I can completely understand that. I think, I think there are a lot of all alternatives to princess stories that maybe are there, there's even a book called all princesses don't wear pink so you might want to start with that all princesses don't wear pink um to get her away from uh, maybe a traditional uh, princess story if you want to introduce something else uh come to the library and we can walk through with you and your child um and and show some different alternatives maybe by hearing one of us or someone, um, you know, famous people who have been reading a lot of stuff online now. Maybe if there's somebody else that she uh, enjoys uh, reading a book, you might say, hey, man, Peggy Lee just read this great book. And, you know, all the kids today, the kids will say, oh, my goodness, Peggy Lee, what's Peggy Lee reading? And you'll say, wow, old Peggy, Re Peggy Lee just read Five Little Peppers and How They Grow. And then she'll be kind of turned on to, to the Five Little Peppers and How They Grow series uh, because um, Peggy Lee is. And, you know, again, that goes back to, like, the heroes uh, that, we, that we emulate. And so that's a whole different kind of thing. Although Peggy Lee was a great, great lady. She was very uh, supportive of Judy Garland um, when Judy was going through so much. But, but I digress. Um, so I would say... Maybe that, that would be something else, you know, turn on the YouTube or the TV where someone uh, that, that she is kind of into is, is reading a book, uh, come to the library or call one of us and, you know what, in fact, why don't you just shoot me another email and we can come up with something because princesses um, don't wear, always wear pink, not all princesses wear pink and there's some others and maybe we can talk with you and your daughter and, and help you out. And uh, I can tune you into turn turn you on to some other books that were popular uh, with Peggy Lee, with um, 
Sammy, Frank, Dean, all, all the all the greats that, that the kids love these days. And I really want to thank you all for, for writing in here. Uh, there's about, I think there are about 76 or 78 more questions. And I am in need of advice from you. I have a question that I'm going to put out there into podcast land, and I am hoping that you will send me some advice. And I will be back with that right after this. And I am back. And I have a problem. And some of you know about this problem. I am having an issue with my former internet company. Now, I won't say which company it is because, again, that would be indiscreet, but it's Verizon. And I love Verizon. I mean, I use it with my phone and all that stuff. But um, we used to have a Verizon home phone number and Verizon Fios, and uh, Verizon, I guess Fios is the internet. Anyway, we had the three package deal. We had home phone, internet, and cable TV, right? So, when I moved back in with my mother following the death of my father, we had all these things, and we lived together, and it was fine. And then we sold our house, and that's a whole nother story, which we'll get into someday. You know those places that say, we buy ugly houses? They don't. But anyway, um, we moved to an apartment, lovely apartment, and we wanted to get our phone service switched. And my mother had realized, which we knew for a long time, that the phone bill with Verizon was in her father's name, Paul F. Weppelman. And he had died in 1970, even before I was born. And so through the years at various times, my mother had had thought, oh, you know what, I'm going to get this changed to my name. And so at that time, this was 2013, she was unable to do that because she needed his permission. And she was told that several times uh, on on the phone. With Verizon employees, she was told, uh, no, he has to be the one to uh, make changes to this account. And she did explain to him, to, to whoever was talking, different people, men and women, um, that, that it would be impossible for him to communicate at this time, having uh, gone on to his heavenly reward some years ago. Uh, in 2013, we were unable to do this as well. She tried. Uh, so uh, Paul F. Weppelman moved uh, to presidential arms um, and continued to be a good Verizon customer. Uh, he, That's fine. Okay. So in last November, my mother went to her heavenly reward, and I wanted to cancel the phone and the internet and the cable because it's a pretty hefty bill, okay? And I have internet at the library and I have a phone with unlimited data and I'm very pleased with that. And I don't watch TV because it makes me sad. So I called 
Verizon and attempted to cancel the service because I tried to do it online and it said you need to call. So I called and and again, I found that I was unable to make changes and that Paul F. Weppelman, my grandfather, would not be able to, um, would have to, would have to make the changes. So I uh, explained that he was, he was dead and um, that does not seem to make a difference at all. I, I tried to explain that and so, you know, the answer just came back again and again. It's almost as if they were reading from a script. Uh, no, he's the only one authorized. He'll need to call back later. Um, so I just stopped paying the bill after I called because I didn't use it and um, just stopped paying the bill so it would end. Um, and then ever since then, and even today, this was in November when I stopped paying the bill, uh, my, my grandfather gets threatening letters from Verizon saying that they're going to send him to a collection agency. He has been turned into collections. He's been turned into collections. And this was all during the pandemic that these threatening, um, messages come, come through, you know, in the paper mail. And it, it was disturbing because, you know, this was during the pandemic and my grandfather has been sheltering in place like a good person. He had been on Mount Royal Cemetery for, for many years, since 1970. And now his credits are wreck uh, just for doing what he needed to, to do. And so what should I do? I still have this Verizon equipment, but I'm afraid I don't know what to do. I'm not using it. I'm not getting anything that I'm not paying for. And my grandfather's not getting anything that he's not paying for. I, I don't think. I have not been in contact with him since 70. No, I've so I've never been in contact with him because I was born in 71. So what would you do, my friends? That is, that's something about which I need advice. And I hope that you were able to put up with me. And I miss sweet Miss Rebecca. And I thank um, all of the listeners who wrote in these really good questions. And we'll get to the other 76 or 78 later. But I wish you a very blessed day. And I thank you for being the people that you are. Thank you. And we'll see you. We'll hear you. No, you'll hear us next time on the Super Special Grown-Up Podcast.